Matt Papa from Indie Creates, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 84 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. It feels good to have a car again. We are recording Thursday... March 29th at 7.43 p.m., so we're bringing you an episode early. Uh, we're going to be recording the next couple of Thursdays. I mean, this weekend's Easter, um, but we also have a very special guest coming on the show in two hours and 27 minutes from now. We're going to give his own bonus episode, so we figured well, might as well just knock out you know, both episodes tonight. Uh, that way Sam doesn't have to drive back over on Saturday morning and I can sleep in um, because the wife is going to brunch in the city. So sleeping in, what, like 6, 7 a.m.? I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna <laughs> sleep in till 5, maybe 6, go shoot some hoops because it's gonna be beautiful, stop Thank at God. my buddies and feed his cats while he's gone. He'll be coming back Sunday. Oh, and then the Super Saiyan Pods. Right, okay. and then, and then I will, uh, Come back here and enjoy the house to myself for a couple hours until I hear the door turn and I'm pissed. And then all your dreams are dead. <laughs> but again, we are We Podcast, We Know Things, your one-stop shop for all of your nerdy news for the last week in everything, video games, movies, TV, music, tech, comics, whatever we want to talk about, we bring to you, heck, even a little bit of baseball, because Sam, it is opening day, and I would love to say the Phillies won. Yeah, my hope it would have been, well, the Phillies won, but in like Philly... The, the Phillies, how they do, they blow it in the eighth, lose it in the ninth. Yeah, they were up five nothing. You best it. Sam is right. They blew in the eighth and lost it in the ninth on a three run walk off home run by Nick Markakis. I'm ready to move past it, but we. <laughs> That's we, how we start our preseason off. Unfortunately, a regular season, regular season, but unfortunately, we uh, we have a lot of baseball to talk about tonight because. It's our top three. <laughs> we'll, we jump it right in? We'll, we'll, get, oh, okay. we'll get into it in just a second. Get into it in just a second. Um, there are a couple things I want to talk about real quick first. And the first and foremost is, remember, always hit that subscribe button or that follow button on your podcast app, wherever you choose to listen to it. It leaves the lights on. Also, leave that review. Um, leave a star rating and or a written review. We read everyone on the show. We thank all the people that have, uh, let, that have uh, written us one so far. We are a five-star podcast, and we're proud to say that, but you can leave whatever you feel is necessary, as long as you're honest. It's all we ask. We still read it. We One or five stars, it. we read it. It does not matter how many stars. It matters about what you know. You want us to bring. We had people ask for more comics. Bam. The next week, we talked about a little bit of comics. We, we have more today. Right. They said Sam play Uncharted. Bam. He barred it and didn't play it for two not, weeks. Not yet. <laughs> soon, guys. Soon. But we're, we're getting there. But again... Remember, just hit that subscriber follow button on whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, whether that be Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Castbox, wherever you're listening to the podcast today. Uh, also, follow us on Instagram, which is at We Podcast and We Know Things. Uh, appreciate everybody who follows along there, and then follow along at Twitter at We Pod and We Know. Follow along on Facebook. Just type in We Podcast, We Know Things into the search bar. You'll find our nerdy news page. Wow. Sam, ready to roll into it. Like I said, a couple hours from now, we're going to be joined via Skype live from Japan, which is why it has to be 10 o'clock here, because it's 10 a.m. there. Uh, Matt Papa from Inti Creates, the uh, a producer and localization director, to talk about some of the things that they have coming out. I'm hyped. Hopefully, we have good reception, because <laughs> he's kind of far. Yeah, Skype uh, better come through for us tonight. He let he wrote me a message at 4.45 a.m. God bless him. This morning, and he's, I was like... It's our hours. And I was like, Wow. I forgot you're at five in the afternoon right now because what the hell are you doing? And I then thought to myself, what the hell am I awake for? That I received the message and wrote back at 4.40 in the morning. 
Uh, but really excited to have Matt pop on the show. By the time you're hearing this, the episode will drop on Monday. So Monday, April 2nd. Sunday, April 1st is is uh, Easter, um, which is funny because Sunday, April 1st, uh, so Easter drops on April Fool's Day. Yep. So I wonder if like Jesus' resurrection was just like a oh big April Fool's joke. Well, I was like to think that's not it. <laughs> Thought, that's when we were growing up. What if he just taught. like walked out of the cave? He's like, "Sup, bitches!" With like a peace sign, like, "Gotcha!" Like, hook us up. <laughs> Give us a five star review. <laughs> Yo, Jesus! If you're listening to this podcast, give it five star. You know, what? even if Jesus gave it three, I'd listen to his criticism. I would take it. He's Jesus. I'd take it. You know what I mean? Who, who better? To, who better to give criticism? You know what I mean? You're so, right. hey, Jesus. Almost happy Resurrection Day, baby. <laughs> I guess we can move on. Uh, we're going to get into our top three to celebrate opening day in baseball. Beginning today, the regular season kicks off 162 games of gliss. And I don't know, gliss is, is not that a, real a word? word. I meant to say bliss and glory. <laughs> well, I said but preseason I... <laughs> and you said that word, so we're even. <laughs> it's glistening. That's a word. So uh, whatever. Anyway, we're going to give our top three baseball players of all time, uh, living or not, does not matter. Um, I chose all active players for my end just to be a little different. So Sam, None of mine. kick us off. <laughs> well, my number three kind of... Babe um, Ruth. No, it Joe is Joe DiMaggio. Nope. Number Mike three Lieberthal. is Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. He is um, living. He's absolutely he, he, living. Well, he's living, but he's not actively playing. But no, he's definitely he's, not. To me, he's probably considered one of the best third basemen that ever played the game. Yeah. Um, I'm, lucky, legend. I'm lucky enough that I was a kid. I was with my dad when he was in Center City when he was a canine. And he, we actually ran into him. Got a picture. With, like it says, to Sam, Mike Schmidt, best wishes. So that hangs in our basement. So that's pretty cool. So. The great Mike Schmidt. I bought a bottle of Mike Schmidt's wine, drank it at your house, New Year's 09, number one. Number two, I used to work at Comcast Sportsnet, so when I did, uh, I got to meet him. Very nice awesome. guy. Uh, my number three of the Los Angeles Angels, Mike Trout. He's a mm. local. Yep. Um, he's from the area. I believe we he's from New Jersey. Eagles games. And he's at every single Eagles, Eagles game in the same spot. Huge Eagles fan. But how can you not love Mike Trout? Five-tool player. Uh, arguably the best in the game, but always plays the game hard with a smile on his face. The reason he's my number three and not higher on the list is because he plays in L.A., so he doesn't come on until 10, 1030 at night, which I'm already halfway to the wind at that point. Forget it. I'm going to bed, especially on a weeknight, so I don't get to watch his games as much as I do the other two players on my list. Can't go wrong. My number two. You know I loved him for all these years. Mike Lieberthal. Mike Lieberthal, former catcher of the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, he, he, he's the man. I don't know why I freaking always loved him throughout the years, but I just, for some reason, I always loved Lieberthal and you were kind enough one day. I remember that you, you went to the Phillies game. You, you knew that I, I'm probably the only person that of our friends that he's, loved Mike he's Lieberthal. He's on the wall of fame. He, and that was, that was, well, in 2012, he was inducted to the Philadelphia baseball wall of fame. Yeah. And then, but yeah, you got, were, were kind enough to get a ball signed by him to me, which I still have still in my room. I thank you. Appreciate it. My number two, current Chicago Cubs first baseman, Anthony Rizzo. Uh, I not only love what he does on the field with power, hits for power, hits for average from the left side, um, but also the fact that he's really involved outside of the game. He also went to Stoneman Douglas, the, the school that got recently had that, the tragedy happen yeah. at school. Um, and then his family, um, I believe, recently either did a march there and or – did a charity event there, something along those lines. But he um, goes back and and uh, gives back to the schools that he came from, gives back in charity. So many professional athletes do, don't get me wrong. But Anthony Rizzo, always a class act and also a hell of a ball player. Awesome. My number one, the only non-Philly on my list, Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Since, you know, my dad was born in the 40s, so I grew up watching all these old games. I don't know if you remember watching the old home run derbies with – 
you know, um, Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle and all, all them guys. I've always loved him. Considered, I think to me and other people, that he's the best switch hitter that ever played the game. If he didn't get involved with his manager, who kind of turned him on more to booze, I'm pretty sure he probably would have had the home run record, even though he has 536. Yeah, like Mike Schmidt had what 540, 548, yeah. and he is tied with Jim Tomey with 13 for the most walk off home runs. There you so, go, the man. Uh, and my number one uh, current Philly, excited to be a Philly. Uh, my favorite player in baseball is Jake Arrieta, right handed pitcher. Now for the Phillies, um, have loved him since he was on the Baltimore Orioles. Was excited they got traded to the Cubs because I always kind of liked the Cubs. Uh, and watching the Cubs even when they were in their dark days. And uh, when he signed with the Phils just a couple of weeks ago, I was over the moon excited. Um, I love his deception uh, in his delivery. I love his mechanics. I like the, how little effort he looks like he puts on that baseball. He's back in the mid-90s with his heater, but I'm excited to see him. He'll be debuting April 8th for the Fightins. So uh, looking forward to Jake Arrieta for the next three years in a Phillies uniform. Really excited. Well, hopefully he brings a W to us to the first game. Aaron Nola would have brought a W to us if it wasn't for that shitty bullpen that yeah. we have sam it is time for trivia it is 8.5 for you 7.5 for me on our quest to 11 win by two i'm gonna start you off tonight give you a chance to go up big sam in baseball currently how many teams make the playoffs each year oh god (laughs) it's like so simple i don't know it oh shit it's obvious enough but also a little bit of a thinker because like what three four five years ago they changed the format But I made a status on Facebook the other night with my predictions, and, and if you read it, I didn't. You'd known. I, I got it. Give me here it. If I hear it, maybe. All right, A ten. A. I'm sorry. A ten. B eight. C twelve. D sixteen. Let's ten, go ten. Ten eight twelve sixteen. That's probably more than ten. Let's go twelve. You were right the first. Time. Damn it. I, I should have went with my gut. I have no idea why you changed your answer. I don't know. So it's there's three divisions. AL and NL. It's the yeah. West, Central, and East. And then there's well, it, two what, wild What was cards. it? It what was it? Was it? It was eight. It was eight. Okay, yeah, it was eight. I mean, they've changed it a bunch of times over the year, but they introduced the wild card format where one team uh, from any division can win, but now there's two wild card teams that play each other to then go on okay, the next round okay. before the actual cool. playoffs start. It's just a one-game playoff. So All technically, right. ten teams in baseball make the playoffs. I have, a, I have a baseball question for you. Okay. In what year did my boy Mickey... or Mike Lieberthal win the Gold Glove Award. 1996. Final answer? Yep. Incorrect. I don't know. 99. Okay. Oh, so shit, he got it, dog. <laughs> but that was funny. We both had baseball questions. Of course we both yeah. had baseball questions. We're going to start off tonight in the music section, go to the movies, go to the TV, and then go to the gaming section. Uh, ended off with some comic books, another other story, and then our pick of the week. Um, we are... Same, same exact format as episode 83 yeah. in terms of the order, but we are down to the final four of our AP Music March Madness Bracket Tournament Challenge 2018 edition. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Ooh, I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> are we on the air? Hopefully it made sense. Uh, I am going to go ahead and uh, go. I already I remember them anyway, okay. so I don't need them. Okay. Um, I don't remember the seating, but it does not matter. We're going to do our final four, and we're going to crown a champion tonight. Uh, this first matchup is going to be difficult, but I think we both it's have probably, the it's correct. It's probably easy for me. It's, it's, it's easy for me. It's, I have a tie to yellow card. I listened to them before I listened to the early November, but it is yellow card versus the early November. Early November. Same. Uh, they will be moving on to the finals to face either all-time low or green day. 
I already know my winner. And it's Green Day. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I only really listened to like Dookie for them, and then like their hit songs. Hmm. Like that was it. Wow. Basket I case, bought, long view. I bought every album early November had. I did not whoa, buy whoa, every whoa. album. This is Green Day and all time low though. This is to get to the final. oh, well, Green Day. 100%. Yeah, Green Day. So Green okay. Day moves oh. on. So it's Green Day versus the early November in the finals. Um, early November, my favorite band of all time. So like obviously, right? It's an easy, but it's not so easy because again, Green Day first record I ever got was Dookie. It's one of the only records I can listen to all the way through without skipping a track. I've said that on a million episodes. Um, they put on an incredible live show. Um, they still are making music today, rocking like crazy. They put on a Broadway show. How many yep. bands can say that? Where Billy Joe, their lead singer, starred in it, and I got to see him as the star. Um, I believe he played St. Jimmy on Broadway at the – I forget what, what where I saw it. I think. Music City? Uh, it Radio City Musical? It wasn't at Radio City, no. I saw Vampire Weekend there, though. Um, and <sighs> – a three-piece band, rock and roll, yeah. and they do have a, a traveling band that goes on stage and plays of with course. them. But then you transition it early November. I have a tattoo. Um, we have had Surge and Ace on the episode. I've seen them thirty-five times live. I have them on vinyl. You um, know who? To me, to me, it's all you. It's I'm the early November because I bought all their records. Green Day, I bought one. Right. To me, right there, it tells me who I like more. I would like to think I'd pick Green Day in this scenario just based off of how long and how much I've loved them over mm-hmm. the years. But I mean. It has to go to the early number. I think we knew. Going I knew my, into I knew this my winner list like two weeks ago. Yeah, I think going into this tournament, <laughs> we kind of had an idea that the early November was going to take this one, and it is a, a a blind loyalty, my friend. They are the greatest band I've ever heard, and I know that sounds weird, but and they since, are my favorite. Since we band listened ever. since eighth grade, still listening to them, they're still going to hopefully be cranking out new music. LP five's so coming. Keep it coming. Yeah. So the early November will win our. Let's try this one. Our AP March Me- Madness nope. Music Bracket Challenge 2018 Tournament Edition. I think I definitely yeah, screwed you that up. Yeah, you will accept it. <laughs> it was close enough. Uh, but Hidden in Plainview, another band we've had on the show, Joe Rio, the lead singer. Very happy to, to have had him on the show December 26th, so just about three months ago. Uh, two days ago. No, yesterday. Yep. I believe it was yesterday. I sent you an immediate text. Was it yesterday? I th- or was it? I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I mean, if I really want to, I could scroll my it text was, No, messages. it was Tuesday the 27th. So it was Tuesday the 27th because I was at LaSalle that day. Um, so Tuesday the 27th, Hidden in Plainview announced that they will be playing two shows this June. June 6th in Brooklyn, June 9th in Philadelphia. Um, so hyped. Also, no, and, it's a Saturday for us and we're in. <laughs> and uh, also, I don't. I had to talk to wife into it. Kenny Chesney's that night. Well, sucks for you. <laughs> uh, I, I got out of it. I got out of it. She'll find somebody else. I bowed out. She'll find somebody yeah. else to go with to Kenny Chesney. But uh, really looking forward to that show. <laughs> and I'm excited to say that um, I pointed them in the right direction for the tour poster. Yeah. Which uh, turned out it awesome. It looks amazing. Yeah. So shout out to my buddy Tom and his fiance Joanna for putting together the tour poster for Hidden Plainview. Joe reached out to me very kindly to, to ask if I knew anybody. And, uh, of course, the first person and the only person I would look to is Tom. Uh, to put that poster together. So thank you to those guys uh, for even reaching out. But it looks awesome. Tom and Joanna, you did a freaking fantastic job uh, putting the putting this together for Hidden in Plainview. And we're excited to go see that show, man, because you know new music's going to be Yeah, great. oh, definitely. Oh, I cannot. New and old. Brother. I cannot wait. Also, Dance Gavin Dance announced a new tour. They're coming to Philadelphia June 6th, uh, which is a weeknight, number one. Oh, danger, danger, danger. Right. And number two, it's... It's not going to be, I don't think, it's going to be after that record comes out. Because that pre-order stuff's not going to ship till late July. 
So that record, artificial selection, no, is not going to be out. Well, they're probably only going to play one or two new songs in the other. You know, I just I don't feel like doing shows no, on a weeknight. No, no, I it's hate dude, weeknight shows for me. For at least for me, I, I when I if and when I do go back to work, I wake up at four thirty. So yeah. it's like that that morning call is brutal. I barely like Friday night shows because I've already had work that day. And dude, we're getting old, man. So to see a show June sixth, and that's an that's a show you got to go and be ready to jump around and run around. Or you, or you kind of look, maybe they're coming to Starland or something like that. I don't think. I'll, they I'll, are. I'll check after. They I don't wait. think they are, but I, irrelevant because I'm super excited to even have them come back around on tour. They were in Europe, I think, recently. Yeah, they, they tour nonstop. Uh, they tour yeah. non freaking stop, and they have a demanding set list. So like. Dude, kudos to those yeah, guys for even finding time to put I together a new no record. I would have no voice after the second, the second <laughs> song. I'm done. Yeah, John and Tillian do a great job on the vocals. Will killing it on guitar. And I think CNVAR is going to be opening for them. And Will plays guitar in CNVAR as well as Dance Gavin Dance. So he has a double load wow. every single night. That's and brutal. he recently went vegan. So, like, kudos to you anyway. <laughs> that's, that's a difficult tough. life that's decision uh, that I am not... Uh, ready for our last story in the music space tonight would be just a reminder go check out the interview we did last week or two weeks ago now uh no last week i'm sorry last thursday night with shane henderson of valencia and promise of redemption it is available now on all your podcast services it should be the latest episode that you have under this so once this episode's over that episode should autoplay um on your podcast service but again bonus episode shane henderson valencia promise of redemption um He's friends with a lot of the guys we've had on the show already, so we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about the Warp Tour, um, him doing two things at once with Promise of Redemption and Valencia and new music and reunion shows and all the cool stuff that came along with it. It was about, just about an hour, yeah. and we got super nerdy at the end. Yeah, that was the first thing he said was, man, we got nerdy at the end. I was like, yeah, it, it sounds was, about right. It was awesome. Somebody get that guy a new Xbox controller. <laughs> Shane's been asking for one. So. Uh, but really, really cool and hyped to have Shane on the show. So go check that one out. I definitely think even if you don't listen to Valencia and Promise of Redemption, you will. Um, and they get, they're having a show. Uh, called Rock the Truck on May 19th. Shane is playing acoustic set that night with some Valencia and some Promise of Redemption songs. So go get tickets to that. It's May 19th at the Trocadero in Philadelphia uh, to go check out Rock the Truck. Super hyped on that, Sam. We're in the movie section. I started off with a, with a story tonight that is awesome because Pedro Pascal, our boy, has been cast in an unnamed role for Wonder Woman 2. And I've been like thinking, like, who the hell could he be? I mean, everyone should know Pedro Pascal. Obviously, he was in Game of Thrones. Um, he was in the show King, Narcos, still King, going. Kingsman too. He was in the Kingsman that, sequel. Yeah, that he was. That he was. Which was. I did like his role. I mean, I just like. I don't. I think whatever this guy's in, I'm gonna watch no matter what. He's amazing. He was our. He was my number one for. Uh, Characters we wish we had back for Game of Thrones. Oh, he was awesome. Like I did that. You know, his his death was awesome, Vicious. but it was. Brutal. It was vicious. So uh, that, I'm, I'm actually excited to see who, who he's going to play. We obviously it can't be Mr. Trevor, but is that the uh, dude that Chris yeah, Chris, Chris Pine, Pine yeah. played? Maybe uh, it's his son. Who knows? Uh, no, Chris Pine. Completely kidding. Okay. Um. Let's see. Oh, here it is. We have our first review of the evening, and it is for Batman Ninja, which is a gorgeous-looking anime movie coming from DC. I, I have to wait until a Blu-ray comes out in May, I think. Yeah, yes. but but Batman Ninja 
takes everything great about the mask vigilante and twists it in a way we've never seen, creating a visual marvel unlike any other Batman animated movie before it. DC, DC tried something new by bringing in visionary Japanese animators to offer a refreshing take on one of the company's most beloved characters, and the finished product not only built upon the great adaptations that have come before, but surpassed them. Batman Ninja oh, sets God. a new standard for DC animated films. 9.5. 9.7. Damn. Awesome. Out of 10. I mean, per IGN, even amazing. if they gave this movie a point two, yeah, you got to. I'm buying this because we've one. seen this. The, we've the trailer seen the looks trailer, awesome. and even if the movie sucked and we got fantastic art, I'm good. Because anime art, just awesome. to see all these, all these Bat, even Batman and the heroes, Batman and his villains, just to see them in like a, like an anime like film, like I cannot wait. Shut up and take my money because I can't buy this fast enough. And when's it come out? I think I think I think it's May. I thought it was like May 5th or something like that. It's only like 17 or 18 bucks on Amazon. Definitely check that out there. I, you know, I'm torn because I want to watch it. I want to, I want to see it. You know, I'm going to buy it when I finish. I'll bring it over. Like I handed you Attack on Titan season two. All right. You twisted my arm. I guess, I, I guess that works for me. If I don't right. have to buy anything, yeah, I, I just wait for you. I, I'm immediate by day one. Warner Brothers Entertainment, uh, DC Entertainment, Warner Bros. Animation have officially revealed the cast for the upcoming Death of Superman animated film. According to TV insider Jerry O'Connell from Billions will return mm-hmm. to voice Superman for the fourth time. O'Connell's wife, Rebecca Ramajan, the librarians in X-Men, will voice Superman's wife, Lois Lane. Rain Wilson from The Office and Star mm-hmm. Trek Discovery will play the villain Lex Luthor. Um... Other cast members include Jane the Virgin's Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman. Oh, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. that's the of credit all they the give things her? Oh my that god, Rosario Dawson's I'm been pissed. in. I would be pissed if I was Rosario Dawson. Castle and Firefly alum Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern. He's he, not a part no. of the main story. No, he, he, he's got to be above no, everyone. No, Nathan, he is the best. He's, he's played Green Lantern before. Voice. Fine, that's I want awesome. him, dude. You do you, you you bury the lead because Rosario Dawson and Nathan Fillion are two of the best people ever i agree with you so now you're burying them in paragraph two how dare you comicbook.com sons of bitches uh (laughs) what else covet affair oh covert affairs christopher gorham is the flash timeless is matt lanter as aquaman shamir moore from swat as cyborg and jason o'mara or jason o'mara who played the uh patriot uh the patriot and agents of shield returning as batman yeah he's, he's done him a few times not bad not a bad batman that's a pretty yeah that's, that's a pretty that, damn that, good that's cast. a solid cast what i don't know that story arc i mean i can imagine by the, the title of it yeah, yeah, but, well, i don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna play because you know they always tweak things around them regardless of what it is i buy all dc movies of course just you know didn't you just get one the other day batman and mr freeze or something oh yeah the sub-zero one it, yeah, how was it, that it, it, I love it. Dude, it, I even put it on Snapchat. People are like, oh, shit, I haven't seen this in years. It came out in, like, 96, 97. Uh, but it re-released on Blu-ray? It's like, yeah, for, for the okay. first time ever because it gotcha. was only DVD, and it's, gotcha. it's beautiful. Check it out. Sub-Zero. Black Panther now pa- – did I did I ruin your pick of the week? No, no, no. Okay. I, that was Good. that was last week. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. No, last week was uh, Bill, Bill and Batman or whatever. Batman, Batman and, Bill. and Bill? Yeah. That was last week. Black Panther now passes the Avengers on the all-time domestic list. So I have an updated domestic list. We've said this a couple times because it just keeps going up the chats. Um, I have an updated list. It is now number five. It is 630.9 million. Uh, This is only domestic. It has to do 22.2 million, 22.3 million to pass Jurassic World. I I could say domestic. I don't. 
No? No. April, well, I April think, 7th all the big movies is going to be two now. months. All the big movies are coming out now. April 7th is it two months. It had a great freaking run. No one expected it to make run. this much money. It Absolutely. No one was like, Black Panther's going to make over a billion. No way. But hey, congrats. It's awesome. It is Jurassic World, Titanic, Avatar, and The Force Awakens that it would have to pass. The Force Awakens almost did a billion domestically. Which is insane. That's 200 million more than Avatar almost for The Force Awakens. That's insane. Clark Gregg is going to appear in Captain Marvel. He's the uh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. guy who died, right? Agent Coulson. He, Agent he Coulson. died in the, what, the first Avengers, Avengers He was like to basically motivate the team. But then he came back in Legends of Tomorrow. Well, I'm no, sorry, no, Agents so of S.H.I.E.L.D. After that, they did the S.H.I.E.L.D. They did the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but none of the Avengers know he's alive. Everyone still thinks he's dead. Mm. So, like, I mean, I've been waiting for a whole, like, you had this show for five years. You never had him show up in a movie. Like, give the guy, give, throw him back on the movies. Come on. And but that's be, cool. He'll be back. Captain Marvel, uh, and I have no problem with the way it looks. Looks fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it regardless. According to Collider, New Mutants and Dark Phoenix were both delayed because the cast is busy and reshoots can happen. I'm sorry, can't happen until the fall. Uh, it is still on track for February 2019 for Dark Phoenix and now August of 2019 for New Mutants. But they're saying that up to half Holy of the shit. film can be reshot for New Mutants. Well, I'm thinking maybe they don't have, what's her name, who's playing Dark Phoenix, um, Sophia Turner. Sophie she's Turner. probably doing Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That's probably why they can't get her till now, which makes sense. But that would suck. Half the film, That to me, that's that's warning signs of New Mutants. Yeah, this it didn't is, turn out good. What are you, Marvel? DC? Come on now. Oh, Jesus, Greg with a staff. Solo, uh, speaking of reshoots, the solo reshoots reportedly, Zinger. reportedly didn't touch any of the script or involve any major scene changes. They were mostly cosmetic. Well, I'm, this is... What are they, removing mustaches? No, no I mean, I, come on. I think that no matter what, even if they reshot the whole move, they're going to say that. Like, ah, yeah. you know, it wasn't the main news. There's a couple things here there. I wonder if we're ever going to know... Like I wonder, you know how maybe down the road some movies let it, are let it pretty come obvious out when people start give the interviews who are pissed, like yo, they fired me off this job, blah blah blah. You know, you don't know. Ah, uh, but I, I think know. that's them protecting themselves. I don't know if I trust it though. Like I, I don't know. Marvel's really not steered you wrong so much, but. You know, again, they're not DC, but whatever. True. Voyage of Doctor Doolittle. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. put on his Instagram the other day the cast list. I probably tweeted it out too. Yeah, but, he, um, he put out the cast list, and it's freaking stacked. I'm not going to go through all of the characters that they're playing, but I am going to go through the all the characters that are in it. And tell me, this isn't like an Avengers movie, but with animals. Emma Thompson, Rami Malek, Craig Robinson, Carmen L. I'm sorry, Carmen E. Jogo. Octavia Spencer, Tom Holland, Marion uh, Cotillard, Ralph Fiennes, Kamul... Ralph Fiennes? Whatever, Fiennes. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Kumal Nanjiani? Nanjiani, yeah. Uh, Francis De La Tour, John Cena, and Selena Gomez. He said, just like, just throw John Cena in there for the hell of it. And John Cena's like off to the right in the picture, like at the bottom, kind of almost like, eh, dude, dude, that's chilling, a good cast. For, Russell's, WrestleMania. For, for a movie that was announced, we were both like, eh, and then it's like, oh, Robert Downey, all these guys, like, well, I think I kind of want to see it now. He's playing Yoshi the Polar Bear. Awesome. That's <laughs> offensive to me in more ways than one. Scarlett Johansson to star in Jojo Rabbit, which is, uh, let's try this one. Takiki? Taika Watiti, his next okay. film. He yeah, was the director fine. of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. That guy. So the dude who directed Ragnarok, the next film he's doing is Jojo Rabbit, and he got Starlet, Scarlett Johansson to star. I mean, he's got he's probably one of the biggest female actors right now. Good director. She was one of the biggest female actresses like 10 years ago, too. True. Scarlett Johansson, she's... Well, now she's getting paid for it. She's you know. very pretty, too. 
Well, that, I'm sure that, that helps her cause. She's not bad to look at, if mm. you will. Uh, <laughs> Yoshi the Polar Bear is officially on board to star as Duke Nukem in the Duke Nukem film. And for all those that didn't pay attention a minute ago, that's John Cena. He's got, like, the, the, the head for it. He you know definitely what I mean? has the he head has for it. The head it's for very it. square. He's a squared <laughs> head. I feel uh, like... Honestly, I think if there's a role that John Cena could do, it's this. No? I don't want John Cena to see, be you, like, you, see, see, you the Doom guy. So much wrestling, so you know, like, no, no, no. I don't care about. No? I don't care about the wrestler. I care about the Doom guy more than I care about the wrestler. Okay. The Doom guy is a silent protagonist, so he's not like Duke Nukem who swears up and down and yeah. this, this, that, and the other, and curses up a storm. So, you know, they tried Doom before. I'm sorry, Duke. This is Duke Nukem. What am I thinking? That's what I'm saying. I was like, is, like, where are so, you going with let this? Me, let me rewind. <laughs> this is Duke Nukem, yeah. who is the cursing, cursing yeah. and all that stuff. Do you really think John Cena? You can picture him saying, "Fuck yeah, this!" And honestly, boob jokes. I, I, and to me, it's so out of character that I think this will help me like him more. Oh, I, and I love John Cena outside of wrestling. He was great in Trainwreck. Apparently, Blockers is really, really good. He was the only reason I could watch Trainwreck. That movie is a train wreck. Yeah, but Blockers is apparently good. Um, wasn't he in one of the Neighbors movies? The second one or something? He was in the end of Neighbors 1. Okay. And then he was in Neighbors 2. Yeah. He was. And, 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 and he, he was, was in the really Marine in 12 rounds. He was yeah. in a couple movies. He was in, and he's, and he's wants to pursue an acting, uh, acting career in Hollywood. He just hosted the uh, Kids', Kids Choice, Choice Award. Awards on Nickelodeon. We had our nephews over on Saturday night. We were watching them. Be, so we had that on for level. like a half hour yeah. or so. They had it on for longer. I was teaching my nephew how to play Mario. Um, but we had it on. As it should be. As it should be. And he and it was the young one. It was the six-year-old who was like, Uncle Greg, I want to play Mario. I said, done. Let's <laughs> blow this taco stand. We're out of here, buddy. We're going. I'm going to learn teach you how to play the Lost Levels. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, he beat a level, and he beat three bosses in Super Mario Bros. 3. God, he's and got it was me his beat. first time ever playing he's it. Got me I got him up to the bosses, because he couldn't get to the boss himself. But Third he top. beat the boss. Yeah. Three That's times, impressive. But three uh, three boom booms in Super Mario Brothers 3. So good for you, Ryan. Appreciate you, dude. Netflix is developing a live-action Carmen Sandiego film. Gina Rodriguez, name's Gina, uh, from Jane the Virgin, I guess alongside Rosario Dawson, to star as Carmen. I'm not sure who Gina Rodriguez is. Yeah, she literally is Jane the Virgin. I like, figured as show. much, but I can't picture. I, I mean, can't I feel like this it. show would have been better I mean, when I'm, we were I'm in Googling. eighth grade, when we were playing the video game in Miss Eric's computer class. Like, I think that would have been cool. Miss Eric, you said? Yeah, Miss Eric. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's what I call her. I call her Eric. That's my girl. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's been so many years. Like, I I only know Carmen saying that she was like the chick that was all in red, right? Like, did yeah. she have like the red mm-hmm. coat and the red mm-hmm. hat? That's Carmen Sandiego, huh? Yeah, it's like okay, like she doesn't okay. fit a Carmen Sandiego to me. Ah, I mean, I don't, I don't like, I, I don't, you know, care for it either way. Like, I, eighth grade, I'm going to watch it now. If it comes out, I doubt I'll watch any of it. But dude, that's a sweet mystery, dude. It gets pretty dark, Carmen Sandiego. It gets pretty dark. They go down into the weeds a little bit. I promise you. Yeah, it's I'm sure. I'm sure. Not the teacher's typing game that we played in sixth and seventh and eighth grade when we had the typing test. Yeah, that's all right. Where you that's, put the towel you know, when over When you think your of the fingers. game, I think of Miss Erg's class. I have to. Mm. Not me. So I don't. I, know I think I of Mario teaches typing when I think of mm-hmm. when I think of that. Mario teaches typing. It was great, and my voice sounds like a twelve year old, <laughs> even when I said twelve year old. Sharknado Six is officially releasing in August, but sadly, it will be the last film in the franchise. Six too many. I cannot believe it, man. I've never seen a minute of this, any of this film, any of them, all five of them, six mm. of them. When this comes out, just great. Just great. The fifth one was actually really good. I enjoyed oh, the fifth one. I did. The first one still reigns supreme, but I do appreciate what the fifth one brought to the table. The second one kind of sucked. The third one was definitely awful. The fourth one was almost unwatchable, but the fifth one brought it back a little bit, and I'm excited to see the Speaking sixth one. Speaking of unwatchable. <laughs> oh, God. 
Yeah. Perfect segue. Uh, yeah, the next story, the Daphne and, Velma, uh, Daphne and Velma trailer happened. I thought this was a theatrical release until at the end it said coming soon to Blu-ray and Blu- DVD. This was like the Scooby-Doo it's right. It's a Scooby Doo spinoff. Sam watched it in in the room that we're in now while I was playing Mario before the show started. But I heard the trailer, um, so I'm still sticking to my promise of getting to soak in every trailer before the episode. But I will tell you now, it didn't sound great. You said it was no, one of the no, worst trailers was, you'd ever. It seen. was the worst, probably the top three worst trailer I ever saw in my life. Like God it. forbid, you smell that. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I smell a top three coming one day. Oh, the worst trailers? <laughs> top, nice. top three worst movie trailers. Dude, this, this was terrible. I I was first interested. I am now not interested at all. So if you want to go see Scooby-Doo, go watch the animation like you. Pup named Scooby-Doo. I love Pup named Scooby-Doo. Or go watch the live actions. At least Matthew Lillard kills it at Shaggy. Go it's, watch that. It's funny yourself. because Sam always says, I need a trailer. I need a trailer. I just need a trailer. And he got his trailer this time, and now he's out. <laughs> He's out immediately, like Mark, immediately. He's out like Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. <laughs> I watched the trailer, and for that reason, I'm out. Great, great, God great forbid. stuff. I I thought it was terrible, and I love bad movies. But this is this is not one. I'd of those probably movies. watch The Room over this. Hey, anytime. We got two hours to kill before this interview. Nah, so, um, but as you know, I love bad movies. But bad movies that are so good are so bad that they're good. This one's so bad that it's bad. Oh my god! It's not self aware. Yeah, it's not it's trying terrible. to be. It's. Tr- it, it, we all know it's going to be terrible, yeah. and it'll be a 12 on Rotten Tomatoes, over under 12. You're giving it that much? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Maybe I overshot it. Speaking of movie I guess, actors that, that deserve shitty Rotten Tomatoes or get them, uh, Adam Sandler <laughs> and Jennifer Aniston are teaming up for a new Netflix film, Murder Mystery. Dude, Adam Sandler's just yeah. cranking can, them out. Can I just hit pause on this for a second here? I'm just going to call time out. You named your murder mystery movie Murder Murder. Mystery? Genius. That's all you got for me? Dude. It's like like they wrote it on the front page as like the pitch and then they took it to the studio and Netflix was like, Murder Mystery, love it. And they looked at each other like, yep, that's the name of the film. Dude, it's like he he barely, like besides Hotel Transylvania, besides M3, like Adam Sandler hasn't released anything in theaters. He's strictly Netflix. No, he signed a deal. Yeah, I I understand that. So he's like, that's his home. I think it was a three movie deal and this is the third. Um, I'm almost positive. It might have been a four movie deal. Yeah, and I think four. it was one. He released that Western movie. one, his and movies, then the his movies do great. They do great on Netflix. They do great on Netflix immediately, yeah. and then they they pretty much hit a, a, of course. a wall quickly. But they get a huge. But they pop. make it. They make all their money right in the beginning. They get a huge pop, and and sure, dude. If listen, if I was an old washed up actor who hadn't made anything good since 1996. I'd also tell me how it. you really feel. One <laughs> was Deeds. Was that ninety nine? That might be like two thousand. Big Daddy was ninety six. I've only seen Mister Deeds, Deeds once or good. twice. Deeds was good. I like Deeds. I appreciate it, but John isn't Taratura it? But isn't best. it better because of the other people in it and not John, Adam Sandler? John Taratura, of right? Course. He's and the he's the butler, butler, right? He's the best. And and the dad from the OC, Peter Gallagher, is in it with the eyebrows. Yeah. And there's like a scene about Wendy's that I thought was funny. Um, but Alan, Alan uh, the guy was in uh, Grandma's Boy, yeah, Alan covered or covered Cuthbert. Down covered. Oh, he was a grandma's boy. He was the lead. He was hilarious. Um, oh yeah, the, he, was, he, he was plays the, the high. Yeah, yeah, he plays the high guy and everything else. Um, or no, in Big no, Daddy, he plays one that's, of the gay That's dudes. Steve Buscemi. You're thinking yeah. of no, no, no. Because he's in it. Also. I know Steve Buscemi. He's from the from the <laughs> Sopranos. Um, but when I look back at like Big Daddy, Big Daddy was funny because Adam Sandler was funny. Yeah. Billy Madison was funny because Adam Sandler was funny. Same with Happy Gilmore. All those movies back then were funny because of him. Yeah. Now he's just sad. 
Uh, he made his millions. He, but, he Jennifer made it. An- he but, made it. but Jennifer Aniston still looks fantastic. Of course. And she still acts fantastically. She's Come on, that Friends movie. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's ever going to happen at this point. The, the creator said no, but hey, the fans can dream. I was going to say, well, a lot fans of things dream. have been said no before. And True. Then, you know what I mean? I, I Throw said, millions of dollars at him. Okay. Change your mind. Yeah, that's right. A lot of things like that could change. Uh, we have the box office. My screenshot this week captured 25 movies. Number 25 would be The Shape of Water, $261,000. But our top 10, we have a bunch of things new to the list. Very excited about it. Number 10 at $4 million, Midnight Sun. Number 9, dropping from number 6, still in the top 10, $4.1 million, Game Night. Still really looking forward to seeing that. Cannot wait. Paul, Apostle of Christ, new to the list at $5.1 million, coming in at number 8. Number 7, dropping from number 5, Love, Simon at $7.6 million. Number 6, dropping from number 4, A Wrinkle in Time at $8.2 million. Number 5, dropping from number 2 in just one week down to just $10.1 million is Tomb Raider. New to the list, the, sh- uh, the movie they got shit on. Sherlock Gnomes at $10.6 million. Staying at number three. We still don't know what the hell this movie is. I can only imagine at $13.6 million. How did that movie get in all this press? I don't yeah, know what I it is. Know. I have no idea. I didn't even do any research last time nope. to justify what it is. Nope. I have no <laughs> idea we'll what it, this, we'll what this damn movie is at all. Number two, falling from number one after five weeks up top. Black Panther at $17.1 million. And then number one, new to the list at $28.1, which is a little underwhelming. Yeah. Pacific Rim Uprising didn't do great. Didn't do what we needed to do. That movie needed to do fifty. So, it, so, it, so it did bomb. It did bomb. It is bombing. It's in the process of bombing. But it also didn't get great reviews. Either. I still have to see it because it's giant monsters fighting it's Kaijus, robots. Man, Come I on. love it, dude. It's the Jaegers are going to look great. The Kaijus are going to look. I like Guillermo del Toro. Um, he did the first one. I don't know if he came back for the second one not. or not. I don't think he, he did. did not, because he, he did Shape of Water. But I appreciate his legacy. Um, who was it directed by? It was uh, Stephen... Oh, Stephen Knight. Duh. Creator Spartacus. Yes, yeah. So. And the main guy who will get to the story later. We, we do have a story about him a little bit later. But coming out this week in theaters, uh, March 30th is... Did we do this one? I'm trying to think if we did this one last week. I don't week. think we did. We did not. We did not do this one last week. So March 30th is Tyler Perry's <laughs> Acrimony, God's Not Dead, A Light and Darkness, uh, The Last Movie Star, Status Update, which again looks horrible, said that a couple weeks ago, Gemini, All I Wish, and Bajai 2. Ew. Oh, okay. Next week looks a little better. Maybe Pacific Rim or Ready Player One. Pacific Rim's already out. Ready Player One's already out. I know, so I'm saying that's why I think it's going to be number one. Ready Player One. I think Ready Player One's going to take it this week um, because that's coming out. Again, we're doing this on Thursday, so you're hearing it on Friday, which is a day early, so the box office doesn't necessarily make sense because you're thinking, oh, it's coming out tonight. These are movies from last week that are coming out next week, March 30th. We do, um, so by the time you're hearing them, they're They're um, out. They're out. (laughs) So next week is going to be all right. I love dogs and blockers. I like blockers. I want to see Blockers. Blockers is a wait till it comes on HBO, rent it for free. Yeah, don't pay for but, it. <laughs> but don't pay for it. But watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. Have gotcha. a have a partay, if you will. But moving over to the TV space, the Deadpool's TV series from Donald Glover has been freaking canceled. Yeah, I mean FX just just passed on the show. Um I didn't I didn't really read any too much information why they passed on, but I'm sure maybe some stuff will leak out. What was it? Who was it again? FX. FX, that's right. Um so Maybe they uh, can move it to FX X. Well, FX plus or whatever. But the dude, they just they passed on the show. I maybe just it wasn't what they were hoping for. But I, I kinda hope that he shops this around, maybe Netflix or Amazon or someone could pick this up because I really wanted to see this shit. 
I don't think Netflix grabs it. Like, well, I'm I just saying, Hulu, I, if anything, Hulu takes it. I just hope Disney. he shops it around. Don't just because ah, I'm sure he's probably you've got to be pissed after if a network passes on your show. If the idea of a Deadpool movie series or a TV series is floated out there, and it's like, okay, this is what it could be, and we know the popularity of Deadpool. Now, I don't agree with doing a Deadpool TV series right now because Ryan Reynolds is my Deadpool. Someone's beating. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is my Deadpool, and I don't want two conflicting Deadpools, kind of like the Grant Gustin and, and um, yeah, but Ezra Miller with the Flash. Yeah. I don't want two Deadpools. I want Ryan Reynolds, so I want to wait till that movies movies are done, and then I'm good with the Deadpool series. I want it, just not now. And by that time, Disney will own the world. Yeah. They already own 50% of <laughs> it. Um, 51, because they're majority owners. But... At that point, Hulu is going to be the Disney streaming service. We're going to probably get all the R-rated stuff migrated over to an adults-only section to the streaming service, and then pop the, the the Deadpool TV series on that. Give it some time to breathe. I only want to see Deadpool right now in movies because it's an hour and a half digestible. It doesn't. It's not going to get old. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ten episodes of Deadpool could 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 could, could, could get old okay. after five I seasons. Your, I see what you're saying. There's only so many fart jokes you can write for this guy. I'm loving what I'm hearing about the second, and I loved the first. Yeah. So give me that kind of Deadpool now, and then eventually move to the TV series. We got time, dude. I just hate because they you know, got your rush. hopes up. Everyone was all excited to say it, and it's like, nope, can't happen. But we're not in a rush. So well, at the end of the day, dude, it's hey, 2018. You're telling me I watch enough shit. Yeah, you sure, Right, exactly. Like, you need something else in your docket. True. You don't even own a DVR. Not that I don't, but I still get it all done. Not even a TiVo box. Nothing. I can't believe this guy. Stephen DeKnight, we just talked about, creator of Spartacus, said in an interview with IGN that he would actually like to get a crack. I'm going to skip the rest of the story. You know, it's, it's not yeah, important. It's, it's not, it's it's not, not important. It's only, it only, it only probably wants to make my favorite Marvel character of all time. And, and you've never talked about it on the no. show before, so nobody knows who we're talking about. Max Bemis of Say Anything did not write issue 192 of him. Or he's still writing, actually. And still is writing him. I just bought his book. I'm going to move on. So, anyway, Constantine, City of Deem... Sam's Fist. Uh, Stephen Knight wants to make a Moon Knight. I mean, dude, this has been a long time coming. People have been screaming Moon Knight. I've been screaming Moon Knight. I see people on Instagram wanting it. I've people on Twitter obviously say it. I think Netflix is his home. It gives it enough, an hour each episode to deep dive in his story, explore his characters, explore Jake Lockley, Stephen Grant, uh, Mark Spector, and of course Moon Knight. I mean, that would be awesome. And, and he was the creator of Spartacus. He was the showrunner of Daredevil Season 2. We're in good hands. I have... Only seen and heard of Moon Knight from you and your love for Moon Knight, and then the, um, the little bit of like research on Variant that I did, um, on the YouTube channel for Variant, and you know, I am interested in this. I mean, you're one of your favorite bands, lead singers, writing them, right? So, I mean, that's also true, too. You know, automatically, but I should be interested in this character. I, I would tell you that I would watch it day one. And I would watch all 10 to 13 episodes. Uh, I, honestly, I think this could, if done right, this could be the best Netflix series. I, I think we did, I believe we did a top three on this before of like comic book adaptations we want to see or something like that. I don't know. I don't know if we did, but I could have sworn we did well, we, in this room. I think we know what my number one is. So, yeah. Right. It would be uh, Swamp Thing. <laughs> Actually, that'd be number two. <laughs> Shit. I ain't gonna lie. I would love to see Swamp I Thing. I was trying to think of the most obscure Howard Duck. Nah, I don't give a shit about it. You don't like Howard the Duck? I mean, he's okay. Like, the the, the one little uh, cameo he did in Guardians, done. That's all I needed. Happy. Duck tits. Woo! If you've ever seen the original Howard the Duck from the 80s. Yeah, when I was, when he gets, when I was five. Yeah, he gets shot out of, like, a something, and he goes through walls, and one of the walls is a duck taking a bath, a female duck, and you see remember. 
duck boobs. Oh, I, so, I don't remember. So. <laughs> Burned out of my memory. Ooh. Oh, by the way, Brendan Urie, the lead singer of Panic at the Disco, went on Jimmy Fallon and sang the DuckTales theme song. And you loved it. It was <laughs> terribly amazing. It was I, awful, but really good at the same time. Yeah, he did it. the good woo, and he did a lot of doo-wop dancing while he did it, but I'm not... Oh, didn't do amazing with it like I think other people are. I think more people are just jacked that he did it than did it well, yeah. so they're talking about it. But whatever. He did it, and I didn't. So, you know, more power to him. Constantine, City of Demons. Here we go. Like, I really wanted to eventually get to this uh, because I know John Constantine's your boy. Uh, we haven't Matt early- Ryan plays his voice. Yeah, I know. Told you. We talked about that before. I don't know how you can go losing a Super Bowl and then go over to this. But uh, it's gonna it's streaming now. Or CW will be, seed. Yeah, on the CW seed. It's, uh, it's free if you download the app. Right. So while its connections to the Arrowverse or the live-action Constantine are dubious, Constantine's City of Demons succeeds on its own merits. These early chapters build on a straightforward but enjoyable conflict featuring the wily magician, and they will serve as a reminder that Matt Ryan is a terrific fit for this character, either live-action or animation. Constantine's City of Demons offers a predictable but fun take on the magical anti-hero. 8.5. 8.1. You've Ooh. been very yeah, close I'm, tonight. I'm and we got one, two, couple, three, four, five, six, more. seven more. Five, six, seven I more. Didn't, I didn't watch this yet, but I definitely will because I, I freaking love this shit. And he was just on the last episode of Legend of Tomorrow or two episodes ago. And he was awesome. He is the best John Constantine I've seen live action. Sorry, Keanu. Well, yeah. John. We'll leave that there. Keanu Reeves is my quarterback. So, replacement's a great movie. It's, it's a good movie. It's great. Love it. Uh, this is the review for the Roseanne mm. reboot premiere that uh, we'll talk about how well that did in just a second. But classic Roseanne is still intact. If you are a fan of the original, it won't be hard to sell you for the comfortably enjoy. I'm sorry, comfortably enjoy. It won't be hard for you to comfortably enjoy it a second time around. If you're just discovering Roseanne for the first time, it will feel comfortable. It's exactly that the, what the reboot... He's hurting for a squirt in the night, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> we have another interview in an hour. <laughs> Classic Roseanne is still intact. If you were a fan of the original, it won't be hard for you to comfortably enjoy a second time around. If you're just discovering Roseanne for the first time, it will feel just as comfortable. It's exactly the reboot that 2008 America needs. Roseanne isn't breaking any new grounds in this reboot, but it has not forgotten the roots it made that made it a household name. 8.0. 7.5. You have so far been within 0.5 of every I, review. I, I did done. see they, they cracked a joke, Roseanne and, um, what's his name? John Goodman. Like, yeah. What, wasn't I dead or like they, they, they killed he, off I mean, John Goodman? But obviously he's back in there. They, they made a joke about it. it was the reboot did higher ratings for same day viewers at eighteen point one six million. Damn. It outdid season eight premiere of The Walking Dead and the season seven finale of Game of Thrones. Now, wow. granted, now granted, I believe Roseanne did was on CBS, NBC, or ABC, so everybody has access yeah. to the channel. Whereas Game of Thrones is a premium. True. Okay, that and makes sense. That AMC makes sense. is a pay for channel. And a shit ton of people watch Roseanne back in the but day. But I, the thing that stuck out to me was same day viewers. That means live or, via, or DVR that, that night, night who yeah. do it an hour later yeah. just to skip the commercials. That is enormous. Who, who, who knew Roseanne had that much pull left? Eighteen point one six million people. Good call. Good call. So good for them. That's really really cool. Uh, we got the first details of Stranger Things season three, and that it will take place exactly one year after season two ended during nineteen eighty five. Don't don't they? Didn't they say that every year, every season is going to be a year? Like, didn't yes. we already know that? But there are they're going to keep the relationships that were built in season two intact, and by relationships, I literally mean couples. 
Okay. So the two couples that you'll They're see still are still okay, there. Okay, cool. Without giving cool. up the, the cool. yeah. spoilers. Cool. Um, if you've seen season two or have not yet, I'm not going to spoil it for you, yeah. but Eleven's banging Hooper. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's it in seven states. Isn't it Hooper, the character for the... Hooper's the, the guy Hellboy. The sheriff, right? Yeah. David Harbor. David Harbor. Yeah. Hooper's also in Jaws. I just want to point that out. That's my Hooper. Hashtag not, <laughs> hashtag not my Hooper. That's my real Hooper. <laughs> Frank Miller is making Cursed on Netflix. Uh, it is... Oh, what is Cursed? I have it here. Just give me a second. Um, is that a graphic novel? Yes. Is it? Okay. I, I believe so. Um, I do have it. Just, just On Netflix. Just, Frank Miller, huh? Did I delete the picture? Did I delete the picture? No. Uh, Netflix has ordered a new King Arthur series. Got it. From comic book legend Frank Miller. Netflix has ordered Cursed, a 10-episode straight-to-series order. Cursed is based on Frank Miller and Tom Wheeler's upcoming book of the same name, which tells the King Arthur stories through the eyes of a teen girl named Nemu who is destined to become the Lady of the Lake. After her mother Mm. dies, she finds an unexpected companion in Arthur, and the duo go on a quest to find uh, Merlin and deliver an ancient sword. Miller and Wheeler co-created the series and will co-produce the uh, drama. As for the novel, Wheeler is writing it while Miller is handling the art. That sounds sounds interesting. If you like King Arthur, the Knights of the Round Table maybe making a little cameo action. Um, or if you like B. Arthur, oh, Golden Girls perfect. is going to be on some channel sometime. Uh, do you know the show 13 Reasons Why? The most I, depressing I, show. I, I know of it, but I did not watch it. Um, right. And neither did I. Ashley, I believe, did. Um, but 13 Reasons Why is a show, basically a ca- the main character yeah. kills themselves, and you're finding out why and how through this through the show. So it's extremely sad and or depressing and or triggering, whatever you want to say. It's heavy. Um, so for season two and season one, Netflix is going to be adding a warning video before the first episode of both seasons about the show's content. Why that's news to me, it's it's not necessarily we don't have to go on a diatribe, but I like that that they're keeping it real they're, okay they're, they're dramatizing the event yeah. which is a serious of thing course. but they're at least telling you beforehand hey this isn't for everyone this is some real shit this could sway right. you one way or the and other And in this yeah. world where you can complain about everything no I, I i don't blame them i think it's a good idea to kind of just throw the warning out there my favorite character from the walking dead and the reason uh that i started to drift away from it especially with how un how unpredictable his death was in the show. Jeffrey Damon has broken his silence and revealed why Dale, his character, was killed off in season two. I have the story Wait, f- with be- Damon's be- quote. Before you say it, didn't he get in disagreement with with the creator? Uh, you'll you'll okay. find out. Okay. And um, before I read this, I knew about this already from yourmoviesucks.org on YouTube. He does a seven-part series on how shitty The Walking Dead is, and he covers this in it. And it was like four or five years ago. So really, really good. Check that because out. I think they fire someone, and he he, he wants out. You, he, you'll you'll okay. find out. In an interview with Cleveland.com, DeMunn said that Dale's death was his decision, spurred by how AMC treated former showrunner Frank Darabont. Um, so yeah. basically... He's in all of Frank Darabont's stuff. Yep, Frank exactly. Darabont and him, friends, they've yeah. literally friends, hired, yeah. he's hired him, uh, Jeffrey DeMond, to do everything he's ever directed or ran or do anything. Uh, he's been involved in every project. To quote DeMond, I was furious about how Frank was pushed out of the show. I spent a week not being able to take a full breath. And then I realized, oh, I can quit. So I called him and said, it's a zombie show. Kill me. 
I don't want to do this anymore. And it was an immense relief for me. So yeah, it was good. his decision. Uh, do you remember his death? He was like digging a grave and just, I mean, Walker just comes was, out of nowhere behind he him. He was out in a field yeah. at night. Yeah. I think it was Shane came to um, talk to him like about something. He turned him around and then out of nowhere yeah. this Walker comes, yeah. tackles him, rips his freaking yeah. guts out of his chest. Yeah, I remember it came but out But it was of so out of nowhere. Yeah. And everybody was like, what this show? Yeah, like that's yeah. where the show you started to see it go downhill. I think it'd be a little bit before that. Season two was a little boring, <clears throat> yeah. but Demun made that show great to watch, and definitely, um, definitely it turned you off. Appreciate it turned, yeah. what what uh, Demun does in the in the acting world. I like Jeffrey Demun; he's a yeah, very good actor. Right. Uh, I have the Dragon Ball Super finale review, and I've promised that it's spoiler free. I was with Machi when he watched it in the corner. And you watched it? No, he did. I refused. I was so like, what did you do? Put headphones on? Well, I was with Alex. He was playing okay, this like gotcha. so, but he was in the corner with his thing, and I was just like, "Don't tell me nothing." I, I didn't even want to look over to see his face for a reaction when he <clears> said, "Sam, it's." I think he said it is his favorite arc in DBZ. I was can like, I, "Can I?" Wow, this one's lengthy. Can I have uh, a? Can I have a sip? Yeah, whatever you need. Buddy. A sip of the propel, please. He, he said it was awesome, and so in English this week. They're only on episode 57. That's episode 131. So we are so far behind. Ah, gargle that shit. All right. We got a long one. Strap in. Nope. There's not going to be spoilers. If at any point, Sam, you feel like it's going down spoiler territory, I'll just walk get right up out. and slap me in the yeah. face. Just Go. Hit me. Go, like that. I don't know nothing. I stayed away from everything. Episode 131 <laughs> is easily the best episode of Dragon Ball Super. From beginning to end, it's a standout in quality. The animation and audio design work perfectly together, making the final battle amazing to behold. The story nails overarching themes of trust and friendship from all sides, then wraps up loose ends. I skipped a spoiler there. Then wraps up loose ends while leaving out just enough for the future. Most of all, episode 131 makes it clear that while a character may be a hero, his friends are equally as important, not to be forgotten as relics stuck on the sidelines. While the ending may have kept things open-ended, it doesn't change the fact that Dragon Ball Super ended on a truly special episode to not soon be forgotten. Episode 131 wraps up Dragon Ball Super in the best way, delivering a truly special experience from beginning to end. 9.2. 9.8. Damn. Amazing. Dude, I, I, it's funny because even after he watched it, Monty texts me the next day, dude, I just watched it. It was the best episode I've ever seen. He said, Sam, watch it. I was like, dude, I can't. I will slowly Super only a half hour, right? Yeah, dude. So they packed all that into one half hour episode, or did they extend this to an hour? No, I, I think this was still just a, ha- a normal half hour episode. God bless. Just, dude, I got so many. I'm st- like, I'm like, I'm so back. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not even like worried. Like, I'm just avoiding everything. I'm not reading anything. I'll watch it one week at a damn time. Family Guy will be airing a World of Warcraft-themed episode this Easter Sunday on April Fool's Day. I wonder what shit they have up their sleeves. Hey, I know you fell off the Family Guy bandwagon. I I still watch, even though I I wait till the DVD release and I bang them all out. I want to tell you the Stewie secret very bad. No, they're, they're, they're just, they're still clever. Don't get me wrong, some episodes are funnier than others. But I'm in it for the long haul. Sea of Thieves here in the gaming section is Microsoft's fastest selling new IP of the Xbox One generation. And that's Holy even shit. with the game being available for Game Pass the day it came out. It's still selling like hotcakes, even though it's kind of getting shit on. Sea of Thieves, <clears throat> huh? The, the pirate game. Is that on your radar? Because um, I know you don't play Xbox too much these I, days. I, I, it's because I don't have friends. 
the only reason I would want to play this game, it's a, it's a multiplayer online game that I would need to have. Oh, see if these, I don't know. I, 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 I love know. the idea. I love pirates. I love looting for booty. I love going to islands and shooting skeletons and then all that good stuff that you can do. But that's about all you can do. Um, I want to do ship on ship battles and I want to board other people's ships that are out there playing on the internet and have random battles, but that's not really what this offers right now. And I also don't have friends, so it is very (laughs) difficult for me to play this game. Uh, we do have the final review for Sea of Thieves, so I'm just going to get that out of the way now while we're talking about it. Um, it was 7.0 before, um, how was it? There it is. It was a 7.0 before they did the final rating. Uh, that was during the review in progress. This yeah. is the final. Whether or not I was having fun with Sea of Thieves boiled down to the people I was playing with. Though Sea of Thieves has excellent foundation of something truly great down the road, it has some glaring issues with variety, progression, and rewards that need tweaking. As it stands, it's genuinely good fun with friends, but progressing to Pirate Legend is a long grind. Sea of Thieves needs a lot more briny depth before its amazing voyage we'd hoped for. We'd s- uh, But so far... The great cooperative moments are a good start. See if these pirate fantasy is a good foundation that's fun with friends, but bogged down by repetition and grind. Six point five, seven point oh, still. So, I, so kept... I, feel like, I feel like he dug at it too much that you know he was going to drop it. But... It looks gorgeous though, and it's probably the best water physics I've ever seen. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven finally gets a release date for all you JRPG fans out there of September fourth on PS4 and PC. You did not hear me say Switch. That's because the Switch version will not be becoming will not be coming this year at all, and the 3DS version that came out in Japan already is just not coming. I We're just, not getting it on 3DS. Wonder at why, all. I wonder why that is. Um, it's a dying console. It's a dying system. Okay, that makes the, sense. It's got 60 million install base, but it's antiquated hardware. Why yeah. on P, you know why make it look gorgeous on PS4 on and gorgeous on Switch yeah. and then uh, down and no. then downres it? Remember, it makes sense. I think this is the game for months and months and months ago. We talked about it that it released on P. If you buy it as a combo pack, you get the PS4 and 3DS version in Japan. It was the first time ever that they did well, that's crossover. Cool. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that like a long yeah. time ago. But that's because I'm weird and I go back and I listen to only you uh, old episodes <laughs> only of us. You. I like it. I like to literally. I take my phone, I scroll once, and I hit the button of hey. wherever we're at, and I hit play. More power to you, brother. I play a lot of Mario and stuff, and I'm... No, no, only, I hear you. I can only take that music so much, so I listen to podcasts. Oh, I'm surprised you still have the music. I'd have that shit on mute. <laughs> the music is, will always be timeless, but I just... I like to have podcasts yeah. uh, on in the background. PSVR, the Doom Bundle, is getting a permanent price drop down to just $300. It does not come with move controllers, and Europe does not get Doom VFR. They get VR Worlds, which is still a cool experience, but now you can get VR permanently with a game for only 300 bucks. So it drops from 400 Yeah, That's a good deal. It you get a, a game, deal, too? But you don't get move controllers, which are 60 bucks a piece, I think. So you're still going to be spending almost 500 bucks, But you do get a game... Which does Still help. A little that. cheaper. It does help. Yeah. It does help that. All right. But again, I'm not getting the PSVR as it currently stands. Yeah. I want my PSVR wireless. If I get a wireless, I'm down. Give it another year or two. I'm down. Yeah. But then you're gonna have lag. That's the problem with Bluetooth. Is there's lag. Even when I connect my. I'm sure my, they'll come up with something. Do you connect your phone to your Bluetooth in your car? I plug it in. You plug it in. So do I because it reduces the lag. If I yes. use blue, if I use Bluetooth and I hit next on shuffle, 
takes like, three seconds. Like, yeah, it's like a two second delay. Yeah, yeah. I got and it. I try to watch a try to watch a YouTube video on your phone through your car speakers on Bluetooth. Forget it. It's so out of sync. <laughs> yeah, it's, I it's couldn't unbearable. Do it. That's what I'm thinking. The latency issues come down to for PSVR because you have to have no latency. There has to yeah. be live time. Your movement is the movement in the game, which is why I think it's wired as opposed to wireless at this stage. But I guess as Bluetooth will will get better because it's been around forever. Yeah. But as that gets better, maybe we'll see a wireless version one day, just not for now. Outlast 2, uh, horror game, um, pretty effed up, but they're an, uh, there's an update coming to make the game easier. However, the reason I even put this in the rundown is because they're also adding the scenes back to the game that would have made this game adults only. It actually gave it a mature rating as opposed to the higher rating, the highest you can get of adults only. So that's how effed up this game was. They had to scale it back to go mature just to make it mature. And now they're going to put the scary and disgusting, gory stuff back to make it the highest level of adults only, meaning so you like, info a treat. So it's not going to be two different versions. Like one game is going to have everything. They're it's updating. It's going to have the mature and the, the adults. They're updating okay. the actual version. That's kind of cool. coming out with a new I version. I mean, too, probably too scary for me, but, you know. Um, I only played like 10 I, I, barely, I have the I first barely one. did Silent Hill with Carmen back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I have the first one. I did not play the second one. Far Cry 5. This game looks amazing. Yeah, it, it, did look it did look good. You're you're fighting off a cult in Montana. That's so <laughs> different. I love that. Like the religious imagery that you can do and the fun you can yeah. have in that world. But Far Cry 5 is another open world playground with all the necessary ingredients for causing real ruckus. Loads of enemies and allies, temperamental wildlife, and plenty of explosions. Amidst all the insanity, it manages to tell a serious story with respectable characters and a powerful ending, though it's not the most memorable of the series. The successful transition from exotic locales to America's backyard makes me excited to see where the Far Cry formula goes next. Far Cry 5 is another open-world playground with all the necessary ingredients for causing a real ruckus. Loads of They just took a sentence that I just read and read. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, wait a minute. They so here's how I reviews work. The they do the review and then they add a blurb at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So that's always my last sentence is okay. the blurb. But they literally just copy and pasted that. Anyway, you saw the score. Yeah, I, I guess before I saw it was going to be eight point five. So yeah, I was off. Anyway. Eight point nine is the final score. See, from, we, we keep it honest here from IGN. Also, our last review of the day, I think, is up. Oh, no, it's not actually. I, I at least have one more. The strength of MLB the show. We did a review in progress of this before the yeah. online hit. Here's the final. Series has always been its authentic gameplay with traditionally does a fantastic job of capturing the essence of baseball. The 2018 version of the show continues that trend, creating the most realistic baseball game to date. However, the nuanced gameplay and visual changes don't quite make up for the lack of innovation or removal of the uh, show's core modes. Between the foul lines, MLB 18 is better than ever, but some of its main modes of play are left on the bench out of the game. That does not sound great. Um... 7.0? 8.5. 8.5. Probably because of how strong the gameplay is, um, but it sounds to be shorter on modes, which is definitely, um, uh, com- uh, what's the word, perplexing, I guess. Uh, Call of Duty World War II's DLC 2 is coming in April. It's called The War Machine. We're getting three new maps, a new mode with aerial combat, which sounds awesome, and more Nazi zombies. Well, more Nazi zombies. I mean, everyone's down for that. I haven't played that game. Right, since me and Nick might used to battle online. There was a Zombies version in Black Ops 3 that starred Jeff Goldblum, so that's, that's oh the last God. one I bought oh and, and really enjoyed, but still. The Pokemon Company released a free Detective Pikachu short story on all like, e-readers, so like Kindles yeah, yeah. And, and Amazon Fire. Did uh, you read it? <laughs> no, I don't have one of those. The Tell 
excuse me, uh, to tell how Pikachu became a grizzled detective. You can go download it for free right now. So how he got the voice, why he loves coffee, all that craziness. You can get all the backstory not, you want. It's not my Pikachu. It's not, it's not my Pikachu. Uh, but one of our favorite Pokemon of all time, Mew, is coming to Pokemon Go. Now, that's freaking cool. They are doing, like, this event. It's kind of shrouded in mystery still. It's help Professor What's-His-Nuts find Discover Mew. Hashtag Discover yeah. Mew. So I don't think he's just going to be available. I think you have to find him in the world randomly, or maybe he's just only available in certain something? spots. Okay. But if he's a raid... I'm going to lose my shit. I don't do raids because why? I don't have friends. Also, nobody plays this fucking game anymore. Exactly. I don't even know. I don't know anyone. Maybe Damien. But if I, (laughs) some people at work do. But if I know Mew is out there in the wild, I'll drive to Sea Isle (laughs) City to get him. Mew is the shit. It's dedication. It's one. It's the one Pokemon I'd literally go out of my way to go find and capture, and never turn the game on again. But just to say, (laughs) I caught one, bitch. Like, that's it. I would want you to turn your game back on, make a new name, start yeah. at level one, and just catch a Mew. That's it. That's all you catch. Don't even get a starter. Do you know I never even got a starter? I ne- You know how in the game you turned it on? Dude, I don't even remember. So you turned it on, and at level one, once you walked a, a little bit, a Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur okay. pop up. They all frame And then if you don't catch one, a Pikachu popped up. And you had the option of who you wanted to catch. I missed that train. I never got it popping. Charmander all day. So my my first catch was, I don't know what the hell it was. I think it was... Uh, Pidgey? Uh, no, a Dodrio, I think. Um, Damn. Dodoos? No, Doduo, thank you. I was on Wildwoods Beach, yeah. and um, there was like a ton of Doduos there. My first starter that I caught was a Squirtle, which happened to be okay. in the ocean at the time. I was not... I didn't have my phone in the ocean. But hashtag Discover Mew. That's actually pretty sweet. Hello Games announces that No Man's Sky is coming to Xbox One and Xbox One X this summer. You can probably skip that. It was going to be the most ambitious game of all time. And then they shit the bed. And they said no two players will ever be able to find themselves on the internet. Because it's such a big game. And then the first day, they find each two other. people found each other. <laughs> uh, and they lied to us about that game. And uh, okay, great. The patch made it okay. But if you've never played No Man's Sky and you're kind of wondering, now you have an option to go play it on Xbox. So go check out No Man's Sky if you so choose. I will not point you in that direction. Um, you can stay away from it. And I would be perfectly okay with that. As we go into the games coming out, there is not that much. Um, Don't worry, guys. Got a worse Hellblade, coming soon. Hellblade's newest sacrifice was a PS4 exclusive. That's coming to Xbox One April 10th. So that's actually right around the corner. The Call of Duty DLC we talked about. The War Machine is also April 10th on PS4. So that's right around the corner. Um, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Wild Guns Reloaded. Okay. Damn it. That's a little far out. He got, April bit, he got a little excited, guys. That's April 17th, so that's next episode. But I was, I've was i been waiting for that shit to come to Switch. Like, you wouldn't believe I've been waiting for that to come to Switch. But it's coming to Switch April 17th. That makes me excited. Oh, and by the way, we're three weeks away from God of War. Oh, baby. It'll I, be on my doorstep day one. I can't fucking wait. Uh, in comics, Marvel teased out yesterday. Big announcement coming. Can't some, wait. Some cri- cryptic, cryptic stuff. Yeah. Can't wait, 12 o'clock noon, and what do we get? Dude, the Fantastic Four are making a return to comics. Marvel's first family is coming back, I believe, because I wasn't a big Secret Wars when it came out, but I think they were, the last time they were seen was Secret Wars. That kind of ended, I think it was 2016. I mean, I know the Fantastic Four, number one, that book is goes through the roof every damn time. I don't think that book's ever dipped. So I all my, my Instagram feed, 
I literally scrolled down. All I saw was a symbol for Fantastic Four. Everyone is hype as shit. And it's coming out in August of this year. So we're not even have to wait. We don't have to wait that much longer. And we're going to get it. I'm really excited for this, this because they're going to do it right. No, the, the last this, image we hope, have of Fantastic hopefully, Four hopefully. is the Fox movie. Because and this is the type of book where it's obviously everyone loves the Fantastic Four. Hopefully they can do the, the movie right at some point in life. But uh, this is a book where if you don't call your you know your local comic shop and say, hold this for me. Because if you wait maybe till Wednesday night after work or Thursday morning, it's gone. And you have to settle for the second print. No one wants the second print. Apple announced a new iPad with Apple Pencil support. It's out now. They don't really make a big deal of their iPad announcements. They do, obviously, out of the phone ones. Yeah. But they kind of drop iPads in the spring. My, the, I have the first generation iPad. It still works. I got the 64 gig. Mama uses it every night. So... I can't wanna, believe the thing still works. This is the really, first one that came out. I've never said this before because I always used to make fun of tablets. It's a big cell phone that doesn't make phone calls was always yeah. a big thing. I want one bad right now because I watch YouTube to fall asleep every night. And, and my perfect. phone it's battery perfect. is just dead. Yeah. It's drained. I, if it dies in the middle of the night because I fell asleep watching a video and I miss my alarm in the morning, whatever. I got to find something new. And my computer won't cut it because it's too big. It's too bulky. Yeah. So I'm looking for a tablet to get just, me uh, through Just the make sure you don't get the first generation because it doesn't, get the, it, it doesn't support Netflix. No, I, I would do whatever. <laughs> That's the, how old it is. It doesn't support Netflix. Whatever the, whatever the newest one is, yeah. I would I would get. But I don't see me getting an iPad for a long time. Yeah, they're expensive. Very. for uh, they're uh, As Mr. Dink would say, they're very expensive. <laughs> Who's that from? I see the, sh- um, the, the, the duck show. No. no, all right. I don't know. Mr. Dink and Mrs. Dink, next door neighbors, very expensive. Douglas, <laughs> uh, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Douglas, Doug, Doug, funny, Doug. Oh, sorry, <laughs> over my head, guys. Sorry. Uh, okay, fine. Who was the next door neighbors in Rocco's Modern Life? I, I just remember the 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 raspy voice people. That's all I was. Yep. Thinking. And I what did they have? Robinson. No pickles. What did, no, what did they, that's that's Tommy Pickles. That was no. I thought they were like rats. a pickle or a cactus or something. Mm-mm, they're they have. They're yeah, I, 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 I see them. Well, are I, they? I, a cactus or a pickle, that's what I first think of. They're big heads. They're the big heads. Yeah, the big heads. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Sorry, it's been a while since I've seen this, guys. I'm rusty. Yeah, the little... Uh, little I just remember the head the raspy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember. Uh, the Samsung Galaxy S9 Plus. These phone names are getting longer and longer and longer. And they're on their ninth one? The uh, S9 Plus is out. It isn't the perfect big phone, but it would be difficult to find something significantly better. Its physical design is tough to beat with high-quality materials and curves mm, curves that make it stand out from the competition. Battery life is not exceptional, but at least this phone's internals have it keep it humming along. Plus, it still has a headphone jack and a micro SD card slot. So they take the burn on Apple. They take the burn on Apple. Uh, It improves upon the already great phone, albeit incrementally. 8.5. 8.5. 8.5. 8.5. On the last score, one pretty good guy. On the last review of the night, Sam nails it. Sam, we're uh, at an hour and nine minutes, and we're already at our pick of the week. That's what you get with the Thursday shows, guys. Yeah. We only have four days of stories. So, I finished season two of Sneaky Pete, and it did not disappoint. Giovanni Ribisi is, is brilliant as always. The ensemble cast, they just have a good flow with each other. Um, it's another 10 episode season. Um, no Brian Cranston, little spoiler, that's a little spoiler, there's no Cranston, but he's still the executive producer of the show, and I believe even, I think he directed an episode, I know Giovanni Rabisi directed an episode, the show's full of twists and turns, what, what you expect if you watch season one, definitely worth checking out, and I did read, it, it looks like Amazon is going to pick it up for season three, but they're switching filming, I believe from, 
It's either New York or Cali or Cali to New York because they're saving money on like a tax a tax cut. So there should be a season three. Check out Sneaky Pete. Awesome. My pick of the week for the third time is Shark Tank. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, like that's it. Yeah. I'm out. Seriously, it's opening day. That could only be my pick of the week. Is it's baseball, baby? You gotta check it out. Uh, if you, he said you gotta check it out. You just gotta. You're not, you're, you're, just game yeah. baseball. I mean, yeah. You know. I, I should not have said you got to check it out. That was a very. <laughs> no, I'm keeping it. I that love was, it. That was a response that was not necessary at this time. That was pretty much just muscle memory at this point. But uh, baseball is. I came from a baseball family. I'm a hockey kid in a baseball family. Uh, hockey's my favorite sport. My baseball uh, lineage goes back ways and ways. My family's always been huge into baseball. Yep. Philly season tickets since 2003. Gave them up. Um, only just a couple of years ago because they kept getting more and more expensive yep. every year. Um, I can sit and watch baseball at any time, any two teams. I'm in two fantasy leagues plus an eliminator league. God bless you. I've won multiple fantasy baseball leagues. I love the game of baseball because it's the perfect thing like you had you came over. I had the game streaming uh, on the CSN Philly app while playing Mario. And it's perfect because in between levels, hit the pause button, watch the pitch. Boom, boom, boom. It's not nonstop action, which you're saying to yourself, why would I watch it if it's not nonstop action? It's just enough. Yeah. It makes you think, what kind of pitch? Where is it going to be located? Did he miss his spot? There's so much that goes in the game of baseball, and I love it. It's the perfect game, in my opinion. Um, I don't think it's too slow or boring. It's amazing. It's the only untimed sport. So it's man versus man. It's never over till it's over. As you saw today, fills up yeah. five nothing, lose eight to five, and blow it. Yep. I love that's baseball. how we start our season. Happy to have it back, but that will do it for episode eighty four, our shortest episode in God knows how long. We'll take it. But we are getting ready in just one hour from now to do a Matt Papa interview from Inti Creates, the studio behind Blaster Master Zero, Gun Mighty Gun Vault Burst, ten different Mega Man games, including Mega Man nine and ten, had a hand in Mighty Number no. Nine, Gale Gun. Oh my God! Can't wait to have this guy on the phone. He is um, the pro- a producer and the localization director for Intia Creates. Oh, by the way, he's skyping us from Japan. We're really looking forward to Thank that. Thank God he's in our he's next door to us. Yeah, so he'll <laughs> he'll he'll be here in ten minutes. No, uh, we'll be interviewing in just over an hour. So check that episode out on Monday, April second. But guys, thank you so much for listening to episode eighty four. Remember, follow us along on Instagram at We Podcast and Know Things. Follow us on Twitter at We Pod and We Know. Search us on Facebook, We Podcast and We Know Things. And as always, please hit that subscribe or follow button on your podcast service of choice. Leave the rating, leave the review. It's how we grow the show and how. Now we leave the lights on. We'll see you next week for episode 85. You gotta try it.